0: Good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour live on this Wednesday, the 13th of December. It's an absolute gorgeous day. The sun is out. The birds are chirping. Arlene is back. We missed her so much. She is. Uh, she had a tough go for for a while, but she's back, and, and we, we're super happy that uh, she's in good health and she seemed to be in an awfully good mood and she's like I feel like I'm so behind I don't even know what's going on in the world so we we got to get her up to date we're going to do it for you we got a great show lined up for you our toll free number 800 951 the website at allamericangold.com we got it all out there right the, the news the articles the videos the the shopping cart you name it the social media. Uh, it, I, I will tell you, we are going to uh, play a clip. And, you, and for those of you that have listened for a long time, you know I've got my favorite. One, it, not one, probably my favorite, what I'll I'll call him a Wall Streeter. You know, the guys that, that uh, make money trading Wall Street. Uh, Stanley Druckenmiller. Is, and he's our lead article on our website today, but we're going to play. He was on CNBC yesterday. Uh, just great insight. This guy is one of the best in the business. A well, Here's what I'll say. A simple, straight shooter. He doesn't try to baffle you with BS, and, and he just gives the facts. Uh, you, you're not going to want to miss it. He had... Uh, you know, again, not, not surprising to me, uh, as the you know the Federal Reserve is meeting today. Uh, very unkind words for them, and here's the guy. He's a billionaire. He's made a lot of money because of the central banks. Uh, we got him today. We had a the deficit numbers coming out of Washington. Now, this is these are numbers before the tax cut, numbers before infrastructure, number before defense. Uh, and the I'll, I'll give you the headline, but we'll get into the details after this. The national debt for the first two months of 2018, because we're already in fiscal 2018 for the federal government, up 10, almost 11 percent year over year. I mean, and, and again, this is what is going to happen now, and and people are starting to bump up their forecast for when the what I'll call the fake number. The reported number hits a trillion dollars now more and more people jumping into my bus i told you 2019 and i think it's going to happen and uh... looks like i'm going to be right on that again uh, obviously we're all waiting for the federal reserve uh, i think it's a no-brainer that there's going to be a rate hike uh... but but again i think we probably bottom i think the bottom for silver was last thursday uh, the bottom for gold It looks like it was yesterday, but we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, uh, I think we're going to get a rate hike, but it's not going to be. We're probably going to get a little of the uh, Goldilocks and the Three Bears today. Is it going to be too cold, just right, or too hot? And I think we're the most likely what we're going to get – what I mean by that, what we're most likely going to get is a rate hike with – we're, we're going to do more rate hikes in 2018, but, but they're not going to be overly optimistic. You know, they're not going to go about, you know, the too hot side for the economy. And I don't think they're going to be underly optimistic, like, hey, you know what, we're, we're going to raise, raise rates, but then we're going to wait and see. I don't think we're going to get that either. I think we'll get kind of more of the same, which if we do, if we get just right, then I think the bottoms are in. If we get too cold, then you're going to see gold and silver take off. In other words, if the Fed comes out, well, I guess gold and silver take off with no rate hike. Gold and silver take off uh, with a rate hike, followed with. But then you know what? We're going to wait a while. Uh, the I, I think one of the things that we'll see most likely, my most likely outcome, we're going to get a rate hike. And hey, we're going to get more, but the, you know, still the data dependent and inflation, and you know, it's still not where we want it to be. Type talk um, too hot, which I which is the least likely which is, hey, inflation's roaring back, everybody get ready, we're going to be jacking up rates faster and all of that stuff, then maybe we retest the bottom, but I, I don't think that's likely. Uh, right now, uh, gold's up $8, uh, $1,247, silver's up $0.15, 1575 Uh and, and that will we'll see what happens here in about, what, about three hours or so from now, the, they'll... They'll release the the result, right? Which I, I'm assuming is going to be a rate hike. But then we got the press conference, right? And so Janet Yellen for the last time will be talking. Uh, should be very very interesting. Uh, so we'll watch that. But uh, as it sits right now, we know this: the week before to the week after, we don't know the exact day. But the week before to the week after these Fed meetings, we usually see the the bottoms in the gold and silver markets. Uh, And and really, right now, December, if you think about over the last three-plus years, when has been the best time to buy? December. Seemingly signifying the bottoms of the markets, Uh, and, and we normally see gold and silver rally from there. Uh, as the Fed continues this I guess what we'll call it a tightening cycle uh, but patreon radio news hour we're going to be back with with Miller and then we're going to talk about the debt as well don't touch that dial Pedro radio news hour 809510592 the physical delivery of wealth insurance, the only thing in the world that's been money for not a couple hundred years, not 500 years or a 1,000, but for 5,000 years, talking about gold and silver, and just as sure as I am sitting here, you're going to to look back and and be thankful that you were smart enough and were, well, let's face first you got to have the financial ability to have actually put some wealth insurance away. You know, I, I've been very, very critical over the last, you know, well, for a long time, but for the last several weeks, I've been telling you about how, you know, this is all an illusion. And I hate, and, and I don't, and really, it's not negative. It's factual. Okay, You are living in a world where the central bank has manipulated everything. To the point where everything we have ever learned about economics, everything that we have ever been taught when it comes to Currencies and when it comes to money, they are destroying. Right? And they destroy it under the guise of they're saving us. And somehow they're helping us. The problem is the us that they're helping isn't the citizenry of the United States. No, it's a few select people. And I always said, listen, don't take my word for it. Right? You need to look for yourself. I've always, always, always told you, right, knowledge is power. Right? Be your own central bank. Right? do what they're doing go out and look at what the, the the elite really say and that's hard to do because you get you get misinformation right why, why do we do our website this way I mean it'd be so much easier if we just put prices up there and gave you nothing to do other than buy stuff or get out. Why do you think we spend the time to put the articles and the videos up there? Why do you think we spend the time doing this program? Because we want to make sure, and truly, really, I want as many people as possible to be able to, to help themselves and protect themselves. You have no idea. And it, even though I sit here and tell you this, you have no idea what's coming the next 10 years. It's, it, it's so hard to really understand that that our, our brains don't allow for it. You know when you get a like a traumatic injury and and you you go to the hospital and maybe you had major surgery done or this or that and you, you wake up and 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 you don't remember really what happened? Right? Because your mind is trying to protect you because it was so horrific. It doesn't want you to remember it the same thing, except it's going to happen to to all of us financially. It's already happening, right? 20 years ago, if you told Alan Greenspan that the Federal Reserve was going to bring rates to zero and leave them there for almost a decade, he would have thought you were a nutbag and a fool. Because you don't do that. right? That's one of the no-nos of modern money, and yet there it was. right? Anybody who had ever actually done exactly what they told you to do, you got made the fool. Right? You got to 55 or 60 or 65, and you're supposed to buy bonds and live off the interest. You got made a fool, period. And you're still being made a fool. If you don't believe me, you don't have to. Here, one of the one of the richest men in the world, he's the the lead article on our website this morning, he was on the billionaire channel, CNBC, yesterday, uh, I, I'll, I'll, we'll play the clip, and then we'll talk about it. Ramon, let's play uh, play, play Stanley Druckenmiller.
1: I sat down earlier today with the famed billionaire investor, Mr. Druckenmiller. We covered a lot of ground from his FANG holdings to, yes, Bitcoin and tax reform and more. Uh, but his central point ahead of the Fed's press conference and interest rate decision tomorrow, guys, is that central banks need to stop obsessing about reaching that 2% inflation target because they're creating a financial bubble far more likely to push us into deflation than a 1% CPI is listen. So the way you create deflation is you create an asset bubble. In fact, frankly, if I was Darth Vader of the financial world and decided I'm going to do this nasty thing and create deflation, I would do exactly what the central banks are doing now. Misallocate resources, create an asset bubble, and then deal with the consequences down the road. So the biggest risk of deflation right now is not that the inflation rate is where it is, or that they need to keep rates low. To, it's it's more that if they keep rates low too cautiously, the bubble leads to their worst nightmare. The longer this goes on, the worse it's going to be. I will live, I will believe this till I die. If they had, if they had moved earlier and more aggressively in the early 2000s, we would have had a recession in 08-09, but not a financial crisis. And as you know, we've had a lot of... Recessions the last century, and we're still here. We don't need another financial crisis. So the sooner they can stop what's going on in every market we discussed, the better.
0: Just so you know, and I, and in, in, in again, this is how they give you misinformation. Clip stops. Right? They they don't finish what he was saying. What markets was was he talking about? Equities, bond, real estate, artwork, right? Pretty much the only ones that that he didn't feel right was the old the the one thing that's been money for five thousand years, right? Gold and silver. All of these other markets are illusions predicated by what he calls the Darth Vader right for all you Star Wars geeks right there's another Star Wars movie coming out this is exactly what he would do if he was you know Darth Vader of the financial world and kind of leads to exactly what I've been telling you right this isn't for us this is nonsense Right, he he talked about, and, and I know we, and I'm not. Don't worry, I'm not going to dive into it. But they talked about Bitcoin, and, and you know what he said. And here's what, one of one things I did like. He goes, you know what, everything's priced what it is. Everything, right? If Bitcoin seventeen thousand, and gold's twelve fifty. That's just what it is today. Of course, that doesn't mean what it's going to be in the future. And then he talked about how. This will not last. And when it crashes, it's going to take everything with it. And one of the things that I thought was really, really telling about about what he had to say in in the longer segment, this 2% target, this academic target. The fact that he said these guys were essentially sleeping in the early 2000s and didn't act in time and caused even the problem to be far worse kind of says they're doing the same thing now right? It's too late and creating these asset bubbles and he talked about the Federal Reserve's dependence on the what I'll call the academics of it all. And the same reason why they, they started with we can't see any bubbles is because they live in a world that is not factual. It's fantasy. It's theory. And all of it's good, right? Hey, theory's a good thing intellectual thinking is wonderful it's a good way to what have you know just have some guidelines about what we think will or will not happen but you have to deal with what the reality is and the central bank doesn't do that then he said that they're stuck on this two percent thing and, and, and I wish we had the rest of the clip. I sent it to Ramon, but we had a problem, so we couldn't play it. But just take my word for it. It's not going to end well. And one of the things that I've been watching and trying to keep an eye on, we know about the bond market. It makes no sense. Right? Nobody's borrowing money. No one's going to give the, the, the United States Money for ten years for two point three five percent—it's not realistic. But now we have, on top of the the—I uh, don't even know what the word is—the Federal Reserve's breaking of every monetary and and economic law. To save themselves and the the few, you know, the billionaires out there, have created something far more dangerous. And now we're in an environment where, at least from 2011 to about 2014, the deaths were going down. And now we're we're kind of like, you know, the uh, the Olympic event where the skier goes and he's all the way up uh, on top of this big ramp. Right? He's just got the skis, and he and he goes off. And remember, that when I was growing up, it was the wide world of sports, and it was the agony of defeat where the skier was coming down the ramp, and then he crashes. That's what we're getting ready to do. The federal government collected a record amount of tax income for the month of November. And also... Had a record level of spending for the month. Probably the record of spending was far more than the record in the tax collection, producing a budget deficit of a hundred thirty-eight point five billion dollars. I mean that—that's numbers that used to be yearly numbers. In the 80s and the 90s, well, the early 90s. That was yearly. Remember 96, 97? <laughs> right. we we're running to pretend surpluses? $138.5 billion. Total federal spending by the Treasury Department for the first two months of the budget year. Is up 10.6 percent from a year ago, and you know you start thinking about what that means. I mean, it's 200. We run 202 billion dollars of debt in the the first six months. I mean, that's that's about 1.2 trillion. Problem is, October wasn't that bad of a month, right? November was a little bad, but it it gets worse as we keep going. The spending increases pushed total outlays in November to $347 billion. Yeah, that's for a month. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break.
1: This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative perspective
0: since 1983, continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt.
2: About 20 million Americans rely on the individual and small group market for health insurance. But that small fraction of our nation has been forced to bear the burden of caring for people with costly pre-existing conditions. That unfair burden of cost-shifting is the main reason premiums and deductibles have been rising so rapidly. Although some low-income people have received credits to help pay those rising premiums, millions of self-employed and other middle-class people are not eligible for any subsidy. About 8 million Americans have been hit with Obamacare penalties despite the lack of affordable health insurance. The unaffordability of Obamacare has not affected the 155 million Americans with employer-based health insurance, which continues to benefit from a loophole dating back to World War II. Not only do employer plans receive a $260 billion-a-year tax break, which is by far the largest so-called tax expenditure, but large and medium-sized employers can also opt out from many of the regulations that increase the cost of individual policies. The employer-based tax break can be changed only by Congress, but President Trump is doing what he can to alleviate the unfair discrimination against individual and small group insurance. In the second part of his October health care order, Trump ordered the U.S. Department of Labor to consider how associations of small employers, including self-employed individuals, can qualify for the same privileges as large employers. The Labor Department is already authorized by Congress to enforce a 1974 federal law called ERISA, which regulates employer health plans. For decades, large employers have exploited ERISA to exempt themselves from the regulations that drive up the cost of individual and small group health insurance. The goal of Association Health Plans is to create a level playing field so that small employer groups and self-employed individuals can obtain the same type of health insurance as large employers who currently enjoy an unfair advantage. While the Labor Department processes this change of regulations, Congress should pick up on the idea and extend to individuals, whether employed or not, the right to buy health insurance across state lines.
0: This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. What can we expect when the failed socialized health care experiment is repealed and replaced? Lower premiums and deductibles, competition, health savings accounts, more choice and more coverage for all taxpayers. Tell us what you want at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening,
1: and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report.
0: Was backwards, backwards. Welcome back to Radio News Hour, our toll-free number 800 951 You know, and we heard from, from Stanley uh, Druckenmiller Miller. And one of the things that that he talked about was how go back through history. Go back to the to the Great Depression. Go back to when uh, Japan of the of the eighties and its crash and and think about uh oh seven, oh eight. He said every one of these events See now, you know what's funny is you can't go back farther than that because right we didn't really have a central bank in this country until 1913. But he said if you look at it, if you really want to be honest, every one of these terrible events was caused by the central bank misreading or not reacting to what the markets are really doing. And he said in this one, they're doing it again. And, of course, we've been telling you, right, they do it more and more and more. Right? Before the Great Depression, there was the Roaring Twenties.
2: Right?
0: And then, of course, it all came crashing down. And then they needed more control, right? So they took gold away. Gold's fault. Because <laughs> gold is the reason we have deflation. No, it's not. Then you look at the you know, Japan's collapse and what followed. And then you look at the dot-com bubble and what followed. And he said, really, it's not what followed. It's what What came before, and what came before was terrible Federal Reserve policy. And really, when you think about why do you own gold, why do you own silver, it's really simple. Not complicated at all. You buy some to hedge yourself against your central bank. These guys are proven idiots. Do you put all of your money into gold now? Probably not. Hasn't been that bad of an idea, but no, you don't. But this is why you put it away. And here's the guy. Listen, just just so you know how good this guy is, his hedge fund. He owns a hedge fund called called Duquesne, and he has generated annual returns. I mean, it's incredible for his, his career. I and mean, this is a guy that's been doing it for decades. And, and where does he make most of the money? Currencies. Right? And how does he do it? Simple. I look at what central bank is behaving the worst, right? and that's the one I target. And now he's come out and said the central bank that's behaving the worst is our own central bank, right? Referring to them as Darth Vader, you know. And then and you start thinking about you know all of the things that that they're telling us that they fixed, right? They fixed the economy, they fixed the jobs market. You know, they they fixed all of these things. They fixed housing. But interest rates are only at one. I mean, they're going to go up a quarter point today, at least I think. But look at the 10-year note. See, and this is the other part that he sees. They deliberately misrepresent the price. Because even at one, okay, well, they technically say shooting one and one and a quarter. That's where we are right now. Three hours from now will probably be one and a quarter to one and a half. The 10-year note should be about three and a half. Maybe even three, seven, five. Because they're supposed to have a policy of, of more rate hikes coming. Is that two, three, five? Now, you, you, you don't think that's a lot, but when you think about it, that's a third undervalued. How, how, is that, how, how does that happen? Because in all of history, that's never happened like that before. Part of what he went into in this longer segment, he talked about all of these countries and where the fund, federal funds rate is wildly misplaced and the treasury markets behind it are wildly misvalued. He goes... It's obvious to see this cannot last, and the longer it lasts, the worse it's going to be. When you think about how long it's been on now, right? We're we're ten years. We're getting ready to go to eleven. Well, and by some characteristics, like Arizona, let's say the housing crash happened really probably the end of '05 and you know '06 for sure. And, and you think about uh, the ramifications of, of these actions and how bad is it really going to be. And this is why I said it's very hard for it to understand how bad it's going to be. I don't even think my brain can, can comprehend it. You know, when I think about uh, what are the, the most likely outcomes, the most likely outcomes is we're all going to get wiped out. That's the most likely outcome. And as a matter of fact, uh, Miller went on to say, he goes, it's not going to last, and when it crashes, everything's going. And, of course, he was talking about the asset side, the, the financial side of everything going. That's why you put some of your money away in gold. Today, U.S. $20 liberties, this is going to be the last day I'm running them. I've had them online on specials all week long. Twelve hundred and ninety dollars on a U.S. twenty-dollar Liberty gold piece. If you buy ten or more, I'll take them down to twelve eighty. At eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two, and you just put them away. You know, and you think about uh, what are the, and I always say this: what are the most logical outcomes? really when you think about it. Okay, we've got a national debt now that uh, after the government's announcement yesterday about how much the debt has increased, the number of economists and private investors saying the debt will hit a trillion dollars by 2019 double. And again, that's the good number. The good number is a trillion next year, next fiscal year. This fiscal year, we're going to be the good number. Is still going to be above seven hundred billion dollars. You don't remember? That's another rule they don't talk about anymore. Remember that three percent of GDP rule? That's gone too. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. U.S. twenty dollar gold pieces one through nine at 1290, 10 or more at twelve eighty eight hundred nine five one zero five at nine two. Uh, gold's up uh, 7 seven twelve hundred and forty five twelve forty five twelve forty six uh 1246. silver's up twelve cents. Uh, right right sitting around fifteen uh, dollars and seventy three cents right now. Talking about, you know, likely outcomes. You know, think about this. You know it, it, my 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 older son had a friend growing up. He was an only child. And we liked his parents. And we wanted our son and their son to be friends. And they'd go over there, and every time, you know, Joey would go over there to play with their son, he'd come home and he'd be mad, And he didn't want to go over there. And I'm like, but what? You know, they're both good athletes, both good students, and the kid was a good kid. And one day, he just says, Dad, because you know what? Every time we do something, we play something, as soon as I'm winning, he changes the rules. Right? You know that kid. And think about it. This is what the central bank has been doing. Right? They continually change these rules. And here's the difference. The difference is when they change the rules that they know should not be broken. They make the problem worse, not better. Yeah, I know we shouldn't do it, but we'll deal with the, the connotations later. We'll deal with that problem later. We're going to fix this one right now, and we're going to fix it by doing something we shouldn't do. You know, the reason why you shouldn't do them is because you're going to create a far bigger problem. And I love these warrants. Well, you know, this hasn't happened yet. Blah, 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 right? That's their, right? Have, have you seen the nonsense? And no offense, Bitcoin is nonsense. And not, and I don't mean the product itself. That's not, but you know, how the, the price movements. that's nonsense. How did we get nonsense? The central bank gave us nonsense. Right? How do all of these reports make no sense? Right? Well, oh, the jobs market's great, but then you look at the actual number, not so good. But unemployment rate's great, but yet nobody's making any money, right? How? It's nonsense. It's all distorted. Stocks are at all-time highs. Are stocks actually, are the companies better today than they were 20 and 30 years ago? There's some that are, right? I mean, Amazon's awesome. Right? But of course, we we changed a bunch of laws to allow something like Amazon to exist, right? Apple, few others, right? But you look at the, like, GE or General Motors or Ford or all the things where you actually built them, not so good. Matter of fact, really, when you look under the, really not good at all. Then you look at the things like uh, all the promises about all of these companies and we need to give them the tax cut so they'll stop leaving and then I tell you about Ford yesterday right? Hey you know what we're, we're gonna build these, these we're gonna go back to Mexico. We'll, we'll give you something we're gonna throw you a bone. We'll do this one here, but we're doing this other one in Mexico. Today I found out Google or I forget if it was Google or Apple or Amazon one of the three building some multi-billion dollar facility in China for uh, artificial intelligence research. And, and the list goes on and on. And all the companies already announcing stock buybacks and the like, and, and, and you start to really understand what's really at work here. And what really is at work is horrible Federal Reserve policies. Like I've been telling you, you really think these companies are, are going to do anything with that money? If they were going to do anything, they already did it. Interest rates were zero. The 10-year note at one point was, what, one and a half <laughs> percent? They tax cut. They borrowed every dollar they possibly could. They needed to hire more people. They did it. And now we're stuck with all of the things that they've done. We're stuck with it. We're stuck with their balance sheet of $4.5 trillion. They have to, right? Oh, while we're selling on, believe it or not, listen, here's a good note. They have reduced it. It has gone down by about $10, $11 billion, but it's down. Just in the month of November, we paid an additional $11 billion in interest on the debt because of the rate hike, right? We were in this vicious cycle. Why? Because we're in this vicious cycle. How, how is it that the, the debts have been able to get this high without people really freaking out? And the answer was because interest rates were zero. Because the 10-year note was so cheap, it didn't look as bad. A ten year note at four, five, six percent it doesn't add eleven billion dollars a month, it doesn't add twenty two billion, it doesn't add thirty three or forty four billion. Right? You're talking about you know what at six percent, you're talking about adding a hundred billion a month. And these are the things that probably keep guys like Druckenmiller up all night, or either, probably doesn't even keep him up all night, he's like, man, I'm going to make a killing on that. This is what you need to get ready for. U.S. $20 gold pieces, 1290, 1 through 9, 10 or more at 1280, 800 951 Final segment coming up. Final segment on a Wednesday guess I'd be uh, remiss if I didn't mention, so they had that special election in Alabama yesterday, and uh, Roy Moore lost the election, which means that starting in January, the Democrats will have another senator, so the, the Senate will be comprised of 51 Republicans 49 Democrats. What that means is the Republicans could lose two people and still win because it'd be a 50-50 tie and Pence could break the tie. Now they can uh, only lose one person to get to the 50-50 tie for Pence to be the deciding vote. And now you have Democrats calling for them to Stall on tax reform until January. I don't know if they can or can't, but the Republicans better hurry up because if they don't, they only need, like I said, uh, two of them to dissent, and the the you know we won't get anything done again. Uh, so just another thing to keep in mind out there. Uh, at least you know whether they get tax reform done, I don't know. I think all of the other things are now in doubt. Right, infrastructure spending, uh, an actual budget, uh, things like that. Remember, we we now have a, the debt limit is now raised. I think till the 22nd of December, uh, and and now that the Democrats know that uh, they're going to pick up a vote, I'm sure they'll vote for another small extension into January and then hold it hostage. At that point, again, all of these things. Uh, just aren't good for the country, but are probably, unfortunately, good for gold and silver. Uh, on top of all the things that Stanley Drunken, uh, Drunken miller talked about today, it's a good month to buy. December's always been a good month to buy, especially in the last several years. Uh, but and even really throughout history, because, you know, you always take it year-end. Uh, people take profits or sell for tax purposes or whatever else they do. So you usually get a good bottom-to-mean trend uh, in December. U.S. $20 liberties, 1 through 9 at 12 90 10 or more at twelve eighty. Uh and And just remember this. This has been a probably the without a doubt not probably it's been the best year ever since i've been working here in the 14 years i've been here as far as buying gold this close to spot uh, and, and i you know and i even you know i went and talked to eric and did all of these things it's never been this good and it probably never will be again well never it probably won't be again for another generation uh, I'm, I'm expecting the the prices uh, to have a bounce back next year, and you'll you're just pay higher premium. Well, I shouldn't say a, more normal premiums above spot than when we're facing today. So you've got a lot of reasons to do it. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two U.S. twenty dollar gold pieces one through nine at twelve ninety, ten or more at twelve eighty. Of course, tomorrow we'll break down. Uh, what the Federal Reserve did, uh, the comments from Janet Yellen. I don't know how much her personal comments will matter because she's out, right? Starting February, Jerome Powell's in. Uh, but but we'll see what the market thinks and and uh, try to try to see what is going to come next from this next group at the Federal Reserve. Patriot Radio News Hour. Enjoy the rest of your day. Take care you yeah.